As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. This is The Athletic Football Show's Prospects to Pros. Hello and welcome to Prospects to Pros, sponsored by Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. I'm your host, Nate Tice. We are going to be talking quarterbacks today. Yes, the blue chips, the guys at the top, the signal callers, whatever you want to say, the field generals. But we're talking about what should be a loaded class or something that we've talked about being a very interesting class, especially at the top and also the depth of it. So we're going to get into that today. To help me do that, as always, is my guy, Dane Brugler. How are you doing today, Dane? I'm good. Uh, I, this is going to be a fun conversation yeah. um, and a very nuanced conversation because it has to be when you talk it about quarterbacks, right? Um, before we do, though, what, can we at least can we spend like two minutes on Marvin Harrison Jr.? I mean, how good <laughs> he was on Saturday. Slot um, Marv. <laughs> like breaking news, like he's really good. It's, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's the thing is he played um uh, you know a lot in the boundary last year and so this year there was more of an effort that okay we're going to get him in the slot we're going to get him uh you know to the field you know play uh, you know across the formation and number 4 Kalen King uh moved around with him a lot and Marvin had no problem getting open it was a really special performance it's a type of thing that you know you point to and say okay yep what we've been talking about, why he's a top three pick in this draft, this is why. Uh, yeah. It was that type of performance. It, going back, and I posted the all 22 of uh, the matchups between uh, Kalen King and, and Marvin Harrison Jr., and it's, no offense to Cal McCord, but some of those throws <laughs> oh, uh, should not have been completed. But, you know, it's Marvin Harrison. Uh, right. he's, a, he's an easy button. And so, it's so much fun watching him play. He's just, he's a different cat. And it's... Uh, it, it, it really does make it an, an enjoyable watch when you're studying a guy like that. It's fun too because there's sometimes where these top these uh, receivers are producing and it's just, you know, like a go ball, like a wide open post and okay, there's 70 yards there. Mm-hmm. And then it's like two other catches and then you look and like someone's like, wow, four catches for a buck 15 and a touchdown. They had a great day. And then you watch and you're like, kind of <laughs> like, you know, it was like yeah. a couple check downs and all that. Harrison's is just everything, everything, slot routes, nuanced routes, routes where he's winning with power, routes where he's winning or catching the ball outside his catching range, like just totally outside of it. It's like, uh, it's like you said, I'm glad he wrote the 
there was a slant ball that you posted, and it was like, yeah, it should have been incomplete. But it, it was not only yeah, the touchdown. Uh, I think yeah. Yeah, it might I mean, have been a it was- I was going to say first down, so it, might, it must have been a touchdown. I remember just being a positive play. But again, it's he's going against a, a good corner, and yeah. he's giving his quarterback room for error. And that's what you got, what you want when you have a true ace like this at the receiver position. He's so much fun. I'm glad well, you post that- those clips because they're just the details that they show, the, the technical right. ability that he has. The releases, the, yeah. the stem work, the and at the catch point, yeah, the touchdown that he had – I mean, how many receivers either drop that ball or stop their momentum to mm-hmm. make sure they secure it? He just naturally, comfortably snatches it behind his his ear and is able to get in. I mean, it it really was an important performance for his evaluation to just kind of show, okay, yeah, this is what we're talking about. Yep. Um, and I think to your point, they didn't. There weren't any of those big deep balls in this game where he's just running by everybody. No one, you know, no one got a hand on him, anything like that. It was all. I mean, there were many explosive plays so it yeah. was yeah a lot, a lot of fun to watch and it'll be fun to see how he finishes um yeah. you know as they lead up to that michigan game i i suggest anyone that's not really like watch watch marvin harrison maybe seeing on the highlights uh, the highlights look at dane's timeline and just watch those releases that's all you need to see because this guy's six yeah. four all all of six four you know six three high six threes and change like he's legit tall at the receiver position, and he's doing stuff that guys that are 5'10", 5'11", should be doing, that we expect out of those guys. It's it's so much fun watching this guy. So glad we got to talk about him. Don't probably have to worry about the quarterback discussion uh, from that game. So we, yeah. <laughs> we can maybe, no. maybe put a pin in that. Uh, <laughs> but we can talk about the guys that are at the top of the 2024 class. We feel like we let it cool. We talked about how this could be a quarterback three discussion every single week after mm-hmm. Drake May and Caleb Williams and just how that's going to be. But even at the top, there's been some interesting stuff, uh, how these guys have played, May and Williams, like I just said, and the QB3 race and everything after that has been very interesting. There's a lot of guys to talk about, so let's just dive right into it. Want to just start with the what has been the consensus number one guy, Caleb Williams from USC, Dane, so far this season. It's about halfway through, through the college football season. What have you thought about Williams so far? Um, it's been up and down at times. Um, you know, the, obviously the Notre Dame game was, uh, that was the one that sticks out as being his toughest performance uh, up to this point, really just cause those three interceptions. Um, right. it was, one was just an inaccurate throw. The other two were just bad decisions, um, that, you know, I think he, he was the first one to say after the game, like it was, uh, it was, it was a bad game. I Pressing. should not have made those throws. Yeah, yeah. It just, it was not it. Um, but you know, I, I think that. This is what ha- can we ban the word generational? By the way, yes. Yeah, can please. we let's start a petition? What are we got to do? I um, I, when you put that type of word on a player, it just kind of it, it sets the bar way too, especially at the quarterback position. Sets the bar way too high. Quarterbacks are up and down. You know, it's going to happen. Um, you know, don't if you think like you know Caleb Williams is not going to be a you know the a top pick anymore because of you know the last couple games. Don't don't go back and watch Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech and you know some of the games he had. Don't go back and watch some of the games Jalen Hurts had. You know, it's just all the most of these players have games like this where I've seen Trevor Lawrence have some stinkers and he was he's been my number one quarterback I've ever watched as far as a prospect. And Justin Herbert had some of those. Yep. Right. I mean, Joe Burrow is one of the few that just in this final season just didn't really have one. (laughs) LSU didn't didn't face many uh, speed bumps that year, but yeah. No, no, they didn't. Yeah. But that's not the norm, you know? And so, and especially with the USC situation where, 
the offensive line, the receivers, the scheme. I mean, there's a lot of context involved with yep. him. And so um, just this past Saturday against Utah. Uh, so here, here, how's this for context? Against Florida in the opener, Utah rushed five or six rushers. So they blitzed 48% of the quarterback's <laughs> dropbacks, okay? So almost half yeah. of the dropbacks, they were blitzing. Against USC on Saturday, Utah rushed five or more rushers, 11% of okay. Caleb's dropbacks. They don't have to against nope. that USC offensive line. They were routinely getting home with four. So they knew they didn't have to blitz. And they were fine dropping seven or eight in the coverage. And it, that's just a hard way to live if you're a quarterback. And like I said, Caleb's catching a lot of heat uh, just because of the up and down play. And I, some of that is very much deserved. Uh, and it's it's 100% fair that we're talking about it. But I think it's also, you know, part of the context is the offensive line's not mm -hmm. helping him. The receivers are not running the proper depth. They're not getting open. And a perfect example of this is there's a play in the second half against Utah, third and four. I think they're right around midfield, 50-yard line. Uh, the play is designed for a quick throw to Branch in the slot, who is just going to run to the sticks, sit down, boom, move the chains. He runs three yards, okay? So he doesn't run to the sticks. And because of just the, the way that – and this is a freshman making a freshman mistake. Yeah. Uh, Caleb looks at him, kind of makes a little pump, and he doesn't throw it because he – he knows that that's that it's not there and there's a defender driving on him like it's it's not going to be a first down so williams pulls it back and by the time he does the left tackle's already in his lap and so he's got to do a little dance get out he goes to the sideline and finds a streaking receiver uh towards the sideline makes a incredible throw and it's a first down and so plays like this he's going to get killed because oh he didn't sit in the pocket and go through his reads and but the receiver, I mean, he did the right, made the right decision. The receiver did not run the proper depth. And we see, I think we see this a lot in this Lincoln Riley system where when the first read is not there, a lot of times the quarterbacks get on the move. This isn't a Caleb thing. This is something we saw with past quarterbacks right. in the system. So, you know, it's all, again, this is all, I'm not making excuses for no. Caleb right now. I'm, I'm trying to. You're painting the picture of what the situation is. Right. Which is Add so context yes. to when you evaluate him, all yep. these things come into play. And this is why quarterback uh, evaluation is so tough because it's not as simple as, oh, he missed the throw or, oh, he missed the, right. you know, there's so many moving parts here. Um, and, and it's not like, you know, we get it all right all the time, even though we're watching the tape and really examining these things from so many different angles. It, it is a thing where trying just to lay out all the context yep. and have a dialogue about how, how we feel about it and how that's going to translate. And with Caleb, there, there is definitely a lot of nuance involved here. Yeah, I, I will say, just even traits wise, is he's so accurate, especially when throwing yes. around the move, and he has naturally, yeah, he's just naturally accurate. And I keep using the dart analogy with him is that like because it's all elbow to elbow to fingertip, where he just flicks it. It's truly mm -hmm. that flick where he's accurate, and he has excellent contact balance. I, 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 excellent to me is the top tier. You can kind of give a grade. Rare is technically the highest, but. That I always found that fungible. Like no one ever gave it. So what's the point of having that grade <laughs> right. on the scale? That's the nine. But I, I think he has excellent contact balance. He has, he can throw zip from the weird angles. All the stuff we know. He has, and it's funny. I watched the Colorado game this morning on all twenty two, and I'm 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 just about to get ready to damn him. Going like, hey man, this guy's not progressing at all. It's a anything time. It's a five step drop back or a seven step drop back. He doesn't find his checkdowns. He proceeds to find back to back checkdowns. Like literally mm -hmm. after I wrote the note, he find, finds checkdowns. So that's quarterbacking, which is good. Which I think is growth. That's what I want to see. And what you're talking about is is, is a bug and a feature of the Lincoln Riley offense. It's heavily designed. Some of the best designs you'll ever see. 
But the thing is, if that number one guy that he, Lincoln Riley designed all week to come open is not open, the whole right. thing whole thing comes unraveled. And so that's where you try to parse through this. Is sometimes once in a while is Caleb's fault, but sometimes that's the offense. Mm-hmm. And the number two, the checkdown quote unquote is, "Hey Caleb, go do something. Go, mm-hmm. go." <laughs> and so I think that's where even the generational stuff is is annoying too. Is that Caleb has so many good traits, but because people have labeled that, they expect him to be perfect. And he's what twenty twenty one. He right. is he's only got X amount of starts. He hasn't hit a pro, and that's. That's the thing is this offense is going to be conducive to see the stuff we want him to grow with uh, because that's just the offense. So it's not until he's going to be a pro that we will see that. And But I still think the traits are there. Some of the blemishes I had coming into the year, I still kind of have. But again, that might be some of the offense, the inconsistent progressing from the pocket. Um, a little too reliant on creation, but he's really good at it. So again, you have to kind of parse through that. The only thing I think is concerning is the time to throw. Uh, you know, it's over a half second longer than when Mahomes was at Texas Tech, and his pressure to sack ratio is almost at twenty percent, while Mahomes mm-hmm. was at eleven percent. So that is—I'm not saying comparing to Mahomes, but Mahomes was more of a freestyling, freewheeling quarterback himself. So just kind of to bring a little bit of context on there, that he's going to have to improve about on that. He's going to have to improve a little bit on some of the timing throws over the middle. He can go coast to coast a little bit and, and not anticipate. But the thing is, he has the arm talent to do these things. He flashes. That progression, he flashes the stuff that the the quarterbacky stuff, which keeps for me a high grade on him. <laughs> right. And so that's the thing is that the blemishes are there. He is not maybe the high high marks that we talked about that he might attain this year, but he's still an easy first round quarterback. And I think anyone that has said otherwise is kind of I don't know. I, I think they're trying to hype up a, a wrong storyline to me, anyways. Right? Yeah. And, and again, it comes back to what we. What was your opinion of him coming in? Was it buying into the hype of him being this generational guy? Like, if so, then yeah, you're probably disappointed by right. what's happened the last few weeks. But in reality, that's probably not the best way to look at him. No. He's a really good player, um, but you know, it, it's we have to look at him as a as a flawed player. Both these, Drake May, all these quarterbacks yep. are flawed in their own in their own ways. And you know, the time to throw thing is interesting because I know like this was something um, like last year with Anthony Richardson. He was yeah. at three. Point one eight seconds time to throw. Yep, that was the longest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, higher than any you know quarterback that's gone that high in the past. Yep. This year, Caleb's at three point one zero. So I mean, it's you know right under there in that same territory. But last year he was like close to three three. So I mean, he's at least getting down from where he was at this point last year. So right. um, yeah, it's it, it is something that is another thing that when you have a mobile quarterback like this that is able to create. Uh, you don't want to lean on that, but you know I think he has shown that he can make plays from the pocket. Yep. He has shown that he can either make that quick throw or, like you you were saying, you know, work through some of his reads, work the check down, um, you know, work off that back foot, throw a laser because uh, he has really good arm strength and he's yep. really accurate and he throws really well on the move. I think that he does have instincts, um, you know, when as a, just a playmaker, and so that certainly helps him bail him out. Um, but you know what? It'll be interesting now against Oregon, against Washington. Yep. I mean, USC still has a lot of work to do yes. to be a, you know, finish with a nine and three type of record. Uh, you know, it's, yep. th- they've got some landmines coming up here with some pretty good Pac-12 teams. So we'll, we're still learning with Caleb Williams. Uh, you know, this conversation is far from done. Absolutely. And he, 
is pro- he seems a very aware kid. Like he does. Like I, I've really mm-hmm. liked some of the answers he's had in interviews. Like you even brought up with the Notre Dame stuff. But I, I, I I've really liked it, and that's all I can glean from, and uh, you know, kind of have takeaways from. He's aware. Like he knows what these blemishes are. I, I'm very sure that he's probably trying to improve upon. So I think the second half of the year is going to be really interesting to watch with him. But and, you- and this is one of the toughest parts about evaluating a quarterback is okay when you separate him from Lincoln Riley, what is he going to look like? Correct. You know, I mean, how that's do you, why how- I don't want to damn him. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and it, that and then this is what NFL teams will be saying. Okay, yep. we remove him from Lincoln Riley's scheme. We drop him into our scheme. How is this going to look? You know, it's. It is Imagine really the hard. Offense on the yeah. move under center, right, throwing right, up right. like that's amazing. That would be like yeah. fantastic, and that's like even a guy like Stroud last year. Okay, mm. so much in the pocket, so much all this stuff. The offense that he runs in Houston is so different than what he ran at Ohio State, but that's where you right. look at the traits, what he does accomplish, and that's why it's trans- translated so well so far in Houston. So it's a great point. Yeah. All right, going on to the other guy at the top of the class, my personal QB1, which has not changed, <laughs> uh, but that is Drake May from North Carolina. Uh, halfway through the season, they just came off a loss. They were undefeated. Up, and they just lost to Virginia. It was on the CW. I had it. I had access to it. I watched way too much of it because I realized Virginia was keeping it close. So right, I was checking right. it out. But uh, so far this season, what what do you think of May so far? Uh, I had a high opinion of him coming in. Um, you know, my quarterback preview back in July, I said this is quarterback 1A and 1B. This yeah. is razor thin. And I, I, I've been very, very impressed with Drake May. Uh, even against Virginia, which, you know, the box score scouts will look at it and say, oh, 50% completions. Right. He, they lose to a one in five team at home. Obviously, Drake May is bad, uh, which uh, t- plenty of people on Twitter told me uh, the last few days. Um, I watched the tape this morning and it was a good tape. It I mean, was. it was it, it wasn't a great tape, but it was a good tape. Uh, it certainly wasn't a bad tape. And, right. you know, he, yeah, 50% completions, but five drops. Um, legitimate drops that hit the, the receiver in both hands um, yeah, that a college receiver should make. Yep. A couple other plays where the receiver fell down. He had a t- uh, fourth touchdown in this game uh, that got called back because of penalty. Um, and on that drive, they settled for a field goal and that changes the outcome of this mm-hmm. game. Um, so, you know, there's a lot to with Drake May that he's – yeah, is he reckless at times? Yeah, he is. And, oh, yeah. and there are there are reckless tendencies to his game that yep. he needs to reel back and figure out, you know, just, okay, don't make that throw. Because he is not afraid to test those small windows. He believes in his arm. He believes in his legs. He is a guy that's, you know, he knows he has the tools. And he is not afraid to, he's not going to hold him back. He is going to go play and go push the ball, go be aggressive. Um, but I... I, there are more positives with him than negatives easily. Um, I mean, he is a legit, and I, I, I tweeted this over the weekend, but I, and I'll say it again. I'll be very surprised if the first three picks are not Caleb, Drake, and Marvin Harrison. And, and in whatever order, I, it, right. I'm not saying I know the order. Uh, I'm not even going to try to predict it at this point, but I, I'll be surprised if those three guys aren't the first three picks because of just how high level they are. And Drake May absolutely belongs in that conversation. I mean, I'm not even interested in you know the the caleb versus drake uh you know debates that people are gonna have because i'm just both are really good and (laughs) yeah right if you're not if if you're not gonna get one you feel fine with the the next guy you're getting so again i think a lot of people are gonna look at that virginia or virginia game and just uh first of all most of them didn't watch it because again it was on the cw most people most sports fans have no idea cw if they even have it or what channel it is um, but they just look at the box score and say, oh, you know, obviously he had a bad game when in reality, 
that ain't it. No. It's just uh, you know, he 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 had a really good game that showed off all of his talent, all of his skills. Um, and you know, it's it'd be fun watching him the the rest of the way. I agree. Uh, and he also is. Both of these guys and a lot of the parts are carrying the team down in, down out. It's like you'll yeah. see the North Carolina will have a great run game. And it's because the defenses are terrified of May. And because mm-hmm. he makes, they would do some RPOs, he makes good decisions with that. Same with Caleb. There's times where it's like he's the only one churning first downs. There's guys botching routes. I, I love May. I do. Yes. I size, athle- size, athleticism, accuracy, like you said, willingness to push the ball. I always prefer that as opposed to guys where you're trying to drag it out of him to push the ball to take the high on the high low he does it and sometimes it's like hey okay let's rain it back a little bit um mm-hmm. he got a tro- got him in trouble early in the year i think he was like had a, a one-to-one like four touchdowns four interceptions at one point yeah. in the year and that's because when he had the lead you could see his basketball background because he goes on a heat check he's like i'm gonna try this yeah. out it's like ah, not now wait until you're up like three scores not one score drake you know so I, I i do think he has honed that in a little bit he's reined it in a little but he does have that uh that part to his game i think his pocket movement's good um there's times last year this was my main blemish with him was that he would drift backwards and because he was trying to create a play i think he's taking and he that- bounces on his feet a little yeah, bit yep. but yeah he, i think he's gotten better you're right he has yeah there, it can throw him off and he makes up with it with his arm and i think mm-hmm. he's he's tightened it a little bit which is which is good and he's let come back so I, I really like him. I uh, yeah. yeah and Tez Walker now being in the fold that's that up. changes things. That first touchdown is, against Virginia, those two, I tweeted it. Oh my god! Yeah. Was, oh, that's, that's, a, that's an NFL throw. play. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The speed streaking down. Yeah. I mean, was he in the slot? Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. And he just streaked down uh, you know, the, the zipper there, and yeah, and, and, <laughs> and hit him. It was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> was I mean, great. it was a great throw. Great route. Great um, route. Everything. Tez it, Walker kind of changes things because he is a legitimate NFL receiver, and I was having him now. Oh yeah, I mean he's he tra- the way he tracks the ball, yeah. the speed that he brings, the way he can accelerate. Yeah, I mean he's he went to North Carolina because he knew okay I've got a quarterback, I've got a chance to really explode now. I mean I know he's from the area too, but uh, you know he's he's just another guy to th- include in this wide receiver conversation because yeah I think he's legit. I'll say this: uh, I think this will kind of be my way to wrap up kind of the May and Williams discussion for me is that both of these guys too are tough as hell. And that the teammates feed off it. May got smoked in this game. I thought he was going to be knocked out. And he bounced up and he was like talking to the ref. I was like, that, uh, I always laugh at Josh Allen sometimes because Josh Allen will take the most brutal hits and he'll get up and he's like laughing and talking to everybody. Right. But same with Caleb. There was a game. Oh, man. It had to be. They went back and forth with a team and ended up pulling it out. So it might have been this. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it was. Was that Stanford? Um, but they no, it wasn't Stanford. They blew them out of the water. Uh, but anyways, they, he had a game where he scores a touchdown at the goal line, and it's like a QB sneak, and he gets stuffed. But then Caleb mm. drives his legs and runs over the defender to score a touchdown. And it's like right. that. You want teammates feed off that when you, they just see your quarterback is doing that dirty work and doing that grunt stuff and doing that hard nose stuff. Oh yeah, they love it. So I just wanted to kind of leave leave it with that that both these guys are tough football players. People laugh at me for maybe some. I know some people laugh at me for my for my older brother theory, but I absolutely one hundred percent believe this is a thing. When you have older brothers, you grow up playing sports with older brothers. 
that just develops your toughness right away. It's oh, different absolutely. than if you're the oldest and you like, it's just, it's just a little bit different. Drake may has three older brothers who are all high level athletes. Mm-hmm. So he was playing with, you know, 10 and 12 year olds when he's six and seven. And Such he's, so, you know, that, that elevates you at a young age where you're always playing ahead. You're always, you know, you're develop, uh, developing that toughness more. You're developing yeah. your coordination more. You're getting stronger quicker than other kids your age. Drake May, that is, I mean, this is, in, I mean, there's countless examples of this, I think, but this is this is one of those where he was the younger brother and he benefited from having three accomplished athletic older brothers that really pushed him growing yep. up in a competitive family. Yep. That That's part of the context here. That absolutely is. That's such a great point. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. This is we talked we said originally that the QB three discussion would almost be a weekly discussion. I feel like it could be, but we we put on pause for a few weeks. So let it let's simmer, let it marinate. I'm curious now, especially after your preseason QB three has had some nice performances. How do you feel about the QB three discussion? If right here, right about Halloween time, just before, who would be your QB three if you were to put your big board out right now, Dane? I'm sticking with my QB three from the preseason. That's JJ McCarthy from Michigan and. His eval feels incomplete, right? Because we he hasn't necessarily been challenged by a high-level defense at this point, um, but he's taking care of business. He's done exactly what he's needed to do to beat whoever's on the schedule. So um, we'll learn more about him in November. Penn State's coming up. Yes. Not only Penn State, but going to Penn State. Um, and then going uh, playing Ohio State at home. Those two defenses are top 10 defenses mm-hmm. in, the, in the country. So how he does against those... And look... I guess this is where we have to have the asterisk about what's going on with the sign stealing. And like, I don't, it, 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 it's, it, it's tough because I, you know, we just don't know enough information. Now there's video of the supposed, uh, assistant the Venmo, on the Venmo receipts that, that, oh, no. that that's yeah. There's people are going through the Venmo receipts and going like, why do you sell a t-shirt? Oh, but, oh yeah, I know, I know. I mean, I'm like, so it, glad it's I'm not college football man, <laughs> right? It, well, okay. I mean, this is a perfect uh, you know conversation to have with you as uh, someone that spent a lot of time uh, you know with different programs at the college yep. level, and um, you know as a quarterback, and you know you had a lot of responsibilities on game day. Uh, 
I don't know. I mean, kind of what were your experiences with? Because I mean, sign stealing is not new. It's that's yeah. something that, and I don't care what sport you're in. I mean, yeah, if you're on second base, you're always trying to look and see what uh, what the catcher's doing. Pull with that his jersey, fingers to figure off-ball out, pitch coming. Pull that yeah, jersey. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it's you know, it, it, it's it's that's part of it. So, but your experiences with uh, sign stealing and all that, you know, kind of share that with the listeners. Oh yeah, uh, as especially as a professional backup quarterback, or actually wasn't. <laughs> professional college backup quarterback it was that was what i did a lot of especially when we were on defense um you know when we were on offense i would more look you look for personnel and that's usually pretty basic nickel five you know like base is like big or a goal on be big arms um but when we would be on defense i would look for the opposing team look at the opposing quarterbacks and it'd be so funny that some teams would have 500 guys fake signaling and then over right you know, as the game went along, some guys get lazy and you can start kind of piecing together what it is. Uh, I would say actually at Michigan, when Rich Rod was there uh, in 2010, they had all these fake signalers, all these signs, everything. And Rich Rod was a signal guy. So mm-hmm. after a while, you realize that. And then you can even see on the box score, we ended up blowing them out. But it was like they had like a 10 play drive. And that's when me and the other backup quarterback figured out the signals. And then they went three and out, three and out. And we were up like three scores. <laughs> uh, but it's part of the game. That's the thing with NCAA. They don't have the headset. I think the extent that Michigan did it was kind of like, oh, you got caught. But everyone does yeah. it. And there's only – you still have to stop it. I When I was at Pitt and I was a GA, I'm in the box and I'm sitting next to the defense coordinator. I was on offense. But again, we're on defense. So, you know, I'm writing my notes. And I have my binoculars. I'm looking at their sideline against Old Dominion. Taylor Heineke was the quarterback there. And – Right away, figure out their signals because they only ran like five plays. Like curls was uh, uh, Hank, which is curl flats. Like mm. a machine gun was their center pole play. Like I just I can remember to this day. So this is the point I want to bring up. If you look at that box score, we did not stop Heineke that day. Heineke that day. It was so you still can know the signals. You can still know what the play calls are. You still have to stop it. You still have to right. have the right design. You still have to have everything. So to me, there is some advantage and there's some tendencies, but. You still have to communicate it to the players. Do the players know what that call is in the loud environment? So that's where I kind of go back and forth with that. I, I think it's part of the game, especially with college, but I, I think people are making way too big of a deal of it right now. It'll be interesting. Just, uh, I mean, first of all, I'm sh- I doubt we'll have any resolution to this in the next, you know, two months before uh, Michigan would potentially play for a playoff spot uh, or national title. Um, but it's going to be one of those things that we'll probably find out in June and they'll vacate wins. And yeah. by this time, Harbaugh will be moved on. And I mean, <laughs> I think it's kind of funny that people are saying Los oh, Angeles Chargers head coach, Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it's funny that people are just talking about Harbaugh going to the NFL. Like he hasn't been trying the last five years. Right. Every right. single offseason, he tried. He has tried. And no takers. So, I mean, now, at this offseason, he might not have a choice. And, you know, he might just go and be an assistant or, or something. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to it see how this this plays out. But, yeah, back to McCarthy. He's he's playing <laughs> really well. this quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, look, I, I, I get the, you know, concerns now. People, like, you can't tweet about. JJ McCarthy without getting it. So many sarcastic oh. tweets about him knowing the signs and you know, all oh, that stuff. God, but he, he's he's been great. Um, and you know, with today's metrics, uh, there's so many different ways to break down the quarterback position. You know, and there's not one that is fail safe by any means. But something that I always find interesting is a quarterback's percentage of throws that result in a first down or touchdown. Basically, who is being most efficiently productive yep. with each throw? 
Anything over 40% is a good number. C.J. Stroud was uh, around 44% last year. Bryce Young was 45%. McCarthy leads the FBS right now with 56% of his attempts going for a first down or touchdown. It's a great number. Um, Jane Daniels a second, 52.6. Caleb Williams is third, 48.7. So all three of those guys, great numbers. Um, But, you know, with... uh, with with JJ, I think you just all the tools are there. Yeah, uh, you know, and just this year is all about can he be more consistent? And so far, he has. I mean, really, except for that Bowling Green game where he had three inexplicable interceptions, um, he hasn't thrown a pick outside of that game. Um, he's really good off platform and on the move. Uh, his touchdown, and I tweeted this uh, this clip, but he had a touchdown to Rowan Wilson against Michigan State on Saturday is a perfect example of this, making the blitzer miss, moving his feet, getting outside the pocket, throwing on the run, and, you know, at six points. Uh, he has just such a, a dynamic set of skills, and I think mm-hmm. the intangibles are top-notch. There's just a lot of things that, in a quarterback, I want, and it's consistency now. Can he be more consistent? How he plays in November against uh, – he has. I think it's a three-game stretch, Penn State, Maryland, Ohio State. How he plays in those three games, uh, that will tell scouts a lot more on you know what his draft grade should be. Um, I, I think it'll determine whether or not JJ McCarthy comes out or he goes back to school. So yeah, there's a lot of things you know, kind of TBD with McCarthy. But to this point, I don't see any reason why I should move him off my quarterback three right now. I yeah, I think he's a clean thrower. I I think his arm strength is is pretty good, but then he'll he'll crank it and zip it. He sometimes mm-hmm. has to crow hop into it, and I think he's a good athlete and create. What are do you have any knocks on size at all? Like the, as far as weight or anything like that? Lean, yeah, Lean, yeah. yeah. I mean, because I mean, he's he height's not an issue, no. but he he does have a leaner frame. Yeah. Um, I. I don't. I wouldn't call him skinny, but he's not built, you know. And so it's he. He's a very just. Uh, uh, and slight's not. I don't even know if slight is a good way to describe him. But he is. But he. It, it's not. I wouldn't say his weight is a, a positive by any means. But I'm. You know. I. I think he protect. For the most part, I think he protects himself. Like he, yep. you don't see him take a ton of nope. really heavy shots. No, it's not Jay uh, Daniels. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. I, I we'll talk about Daniels, but uh, yeah. man, he, he's he's a maniac. He's Johnny Knoxville. Uh, uh, he is. He is, and I, and I absolutely love him for it. I know. Uh, but yeah, McCarthy. That, I mean, that, that's that's part of it. Um, and part of it is too is you know we've talked about it. The run game. This is a run first team. Yep. And he's not asked to do as much uh, through the air. And so you know that that fifty six percent that I mentioned with the uh, you know of his attempts being first down or or touchdown. Part of that is could be misleading because some. Uh, some offenses, they you know the pass is part of their run game in terms of those quick throws. So on first down, they're getting four yards, um, which is by design. You yeah. know that's as good as a run, and so you know it kind of skews things a little bit. But again, the opponents that he's had, the situations that he's had, he's stepping up and making throws. Yeah. And we can only go based off of the tape that we have. That's and it. so far, if the draft was tomorrow, JJ McCarthy would be my quarterback three. But again, November coming up, there, there's a lot still we need to learn. I, yeah, I'm still, I like him better than I did, I would say, in August. And I, I still am just not all first the round way good? there. No, not first round good. Okay. That's actually what I was going to say once I talk about my quarterback three is that as of right now, November or in October, is I only have two guys with a true first round grade. And that's the top two guys. Mm. All these other guys are more day it's not two crazy. guys. Yeah, all these other guys are more day two guys that can ascend. Mm. And that's kind of, that's how I feel about the whole group. So I say with McCarthy, I look still kind of that more. 
late second, early third grade, give or take. I like him way more than I did again a month ago. You had the first down stat. I, yeah, success rate, which is, you know, not just first downs, but, you know, nice gains on first and second down. He's over 60%. That leads the, yeah. leads the country too. Um, I think he is a good operator. I think his eyes are pretty good. I think that he can get accurate. He can get, he can get hot and throw underneath and throw guys open again, but I just want to see against better competition, just like all the things that you brought up. So I would say he's improved for me as far as how I look at all these guys, but just hasn't tipped over to the first round yet. Um, want me to talk about my quarterback three? Uh, I've been waiting. I, could, I, 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 I can't wait for this. I'm shocking myself here. And this was, I hinted at it because I was wa- watching my TV. I finally got small 22 copies. I don't ever want to have a definitive take until I watch these guys right. on tape. And that's Tyler Van Dyke from Miami. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm as shocked as everybody else is that, that that name just came out of my mouth. And he's battled an injury this past week, but he's coming, coming back against Virginia. So we'll see how he goes there. I just... I've liked flashes. I've liked glimpses of him over the last couple of years. It just didn't, wasn't all consistent. He's a little long and elongated was, Oh, you know, I don't really see him progress in these offenses. And now this year I see him in a real offense, quote unquote, real offense. And I think he looks great. Um, has good size. Of course, I think he has good arm strength. He's willing to push the ball and against pressure too. Like he's a big game hunter. And so he'll push that ball and doesn't matter if a guy's about to whack him. He he's gonna he's gonna launch it. So I, I always like that again. I think he has good accuracy and can get to the underneath stuff a little better than you would think with this kind of longer motion and longer arms. And I think he has improved his footwork and his balance to help him do that. Um yeah, but he does the things I like. He throws guys open downfield, whether they're closely guarded. I would say he's a solid athlete, okay athlete, you know, above average-ish. Uh, but I do think he can, you know, get a little bit on a scramble. He's not just a total stiff. Like, he's not McKee, McKee last year. Um, and I think his progression's improved. He's finding checkdowns. And again, that's being in a real offense. So I think he's just ascending. He's played well this year. I hope he gets back healthy. And yeah, I, I shocking me because I was I love high, it. Yeah, but he's my quarterback three right now. Again, this is more of a second round grade. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 buying some stock on Tyler Van Dyke right now because I, I like what I've seen through two months. I really did like that Texas A and M tape. Um, I thought that was his best game. Um, I thought he. I agree with uh, most of what you said. I think he, you know toughness isn't a question with him. No. Um, I mean that that uh, that certainly stood out. Um, I do think he's accurate, you know, even on the, the little stuff, you know, even like upfield slants where you have to hit the, yeah, uh, you have to hit the right shoulder and it he does that. Me, cause right. Because like, yeah. he's, he's that, those big guys, and this is as someone that's long, is I had trouble with that because you're, you're mm. so long. It takes you a second. You have to kind of, the arm range, you know, he, he's getting a lot more creative as a thrower and throwing sidearm. Sorry to cut you off, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you on that. No, I, and I, I think that, you know, the, as an athlete, I think he's functional. Yeah. You know, he, he can do things that you want to see. I think, you know, Shannon Dawson coming in as the OC, um, I, I think that's really helped him um, kind of step, take a step back. Uh, the offensive line has been improved. That makes a big difference because, again, it's a confidence thing. When you have guys in front of you that you trust to block, um, you know, your confidence is better. I, I do think there are gambling tendencies here with him. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, uh, <laughs> I, I think the Georgia Tech tape maybe. Yep, and that one sticks that out game. as – Yep, yep. Yeah, and, and that's that – his more – most iffy game was that game. Well, and and I think it, part of it is he, his eyes are a little undisciplined. I mean, he will uh, at times stare down exactly where he went, where he needs to go, yep. and you know that's that's part of his maturation as a quarterback. Um, you know, but he is a guy that 
he's he's got a lot of talent and you know he's technically an underclassman but and he's a fourth year junior so he is a guy that could potentially be in an all-star game which would be big for him yeah. you know if he ends up declaring um you know he would be I, he's the type of guy i want to see at the shrine game with the senior bowl and you know just to see how he does in that environment um so yeah i, I i'm surprised you have him as high as three, I but I, I love it because you know, he's played he has played really well this year. Yep. He has definitely um you know, based off of what the opinions were over the summer, he's certainly uh you know up ahead of that. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's great. So I if, if your team picking in the late first round and you need a quarterback, you'd feel fine rolling the yeah. dice on him at that point. I'd be I'd be willing to take him in the twenties as far yeah. as that half round great inflation that you kind of do with Love quarterbacks. It. So yeah, I know, dude. I four days ago this was not my take. Five days ago, and then I'm glad I watched all 22 of him because this was I had an inkling that I'd be higher on him than maybe two years ago. I liked him or going yeah. into last year's draft, um, and. Then last year, it was just, no, he was hurt sometimes. It was just up and down. The offense was not good. And so I was like, all right, I kind of cooled on him. But it was it's, it's really nice. And this is continues some of our Caleb Williams discussion is that seeing him in an offense that's more, quote, unquote, normal and seeing him those kind of normal-ish progressions and everything. And it's like, oh, you do have it in you. So yes. it's, yeah, that's why it's, he's rapidly. He's thinking less and he's yes. in a, just in a, he's in he's a different playing. place. It's, there's a comfort level there, there that we didn't see last year. Absolutely. Uh, so when he does get pressured, he's not panicking. He's, he has an answer. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Even if it doesn't always work out, he doesn't look panicked like he did last year. And that, that's okay. a huge part huge. of maturing as a quarterback. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, while I don't have him as high as you do, I, I am very encouraged by what we've seen so far in That's, terms of him yeah. growing as a quarterback and making him or making us pay attention more to, okay, he's not just the guy that we saw last year. He He's getting better and better. And, we, you know, I really wanted to see him against Clemson. I know. Um, that was a bummer with the injury. But, yeah, hopefully he gets back and, um, you know, we can see him against uh, you know, some more quality opponents yeah. here. Yeah, who who else, who do you want to go next? I don't know if you want to go with your like what you have as your QB four. Maybe do is there a crop of guys that you're looking at in that kind of range? But who who do you, who do you have at this point? Or do you want to talk about next? Uh, let let me let's throw, let's talk about Shadur at this okay. point. Um, you know, I know well, you just you just watched Colorado this morning. So what do you think of Shadur Sanders? I first and foremost, and I mean this in a good way and a bad way, is that I think he should go back for another year. Mm. Uh, because, but why I'm saying that is because he's rapidly improving. And I, but he's not all the way there yet. I think his footwork can be a little scattershot. And again, another guy that's too bouncy, uh, can lead to some timing issues. Uh, his awareness in the pocket. It's kind of funny. Some of the negatives I maybe had with May, I'm not, uh, they're not the same type of player. It's kind of the same with Shadur fading mm. back in the pocket, maybe trying some stuff, but that could be inconsistent because working back in the pocket's a death wish in the NFL, unless you're a freak, freak, 1% athlete. Um, I think the arm town's there. I, I, some of the throws he had against Oregon, even though it wasn't a great game for them, he threw a couple guys open, and that surprised me. Like he had some sideline throws where he's truly placing the back shoulder, and I was like, "Oh, that's when, when he's comfortable with the route and comfortable with what he sees, you can see the flashes." Mm. And I think that's where some accuracy helps out. When he's not comfortable and he's not, that's where it kind of comes unraveled, and that's why I think he needs more time. So I look at him as more of a third round type, third like late third that can ascend. Um, but I think the tools are there. I liked him better than maybe I thought a couple weeks ago. And I'm glad I, another guy, I'm glad I watched it all 22, but I do think he needs more time. 
Yeah, that, that's fair. I, yeah. I think, you know, the arm is B plus in terms of velocity. Yep. Um, you know, that's he fair. navigates the pocket pretty well, keeps yep. his eyes downfield. The poise is something we've talked about before, how that is uh, just a, a central part of his game. I mean, that is the connective tissue that really helps him be a playmaker, um, it, whether it's the late game situations or you know, it doesn't matter the situation. He has that poise that you need from your quarterback. Um, and, you know, I listen to his teammates talk about him. They talk about his leadership. They talk about his attention to de- detail um, that even when he does scramble, uh, they know he, oh, he's going to go make a play. I'm going to go help him out. Like, it's just the play is never dead. Yep. And so when, you know, the, your teammates have that type of belief in you, I mean, that really accelerates an offense. And so with Shadur, um, I mean, the, the, you know, does he hold the ball too long, too much big play hunting, things like that? Yeah, there are times on tape where he's just missing open receivers because yep. he's, maybe his eyes aren't in the right place or, you know, he's passing up a double looking for a triple, whatever yep. it may be. Uh, but that's part of growing up and developing as a quarterback. Yes. So, yeah, it's with, he, on a brand you know, new team with brand new receivers, brand new, mostly new, brand new play caller. New, new play caller. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's got one of the best touchdown interception ratios in the country. It's like yeah. what? 21 to three. Yep. Um, it plays a lot but, of balls. Yeah. Yeah. And Colorado's got, uh, you know, a couple other big games coming up here. So, you know, it'll be, it'll be fun to see. Cause you know, he started so hot, right. Where yeah. it was, uh, this, uh, come out of nowhere. All of a sudden the first month of the season, he's, uh, this Heisman contender. And then they have a few tough games. Yeah. Um, and the Stanford game was a debacle in the second half. Now it's coming back down to earth a little bit. And now what does, uh, you know, the month of November look like for him. And I, I agree with you. I think, he should come back. I think there's a good chance he will, considering, you know, we talked about it before, NIL and, you know, his, I, I doubt Coach Prime's going anywhere, at least right. for another year, a chance to play with uh, Travis Hunter and whatever other receivers they bring in, whatever yep. other, uh, upgrades on the offensive line. So Colorado, and next year was the 12-team playoff. So Colorado could be a legitimate playoff contender yep. next year, yep. which, you know, I, I could certainly understand why he'd want to take advantage of that while making – six to eight million dollars uh through nil and putting off the nfl for one more prominent teams rather than being you know yeah yeah yeah. in terms of brand there's no bigger brand right now even bigger he's bigger than caleb in terms of just pure brand as a player so uh yeah i I think a lot of signs are pointing him to going back which i think would be a good for good thing for him long term i i uh, that's why I want to kind of come back to like why I'm glad I watched the tape on him, especially that Oregon game because so much got out of hand. His presence was with what was helping. Like he was mm. playing quarterback, and that and playing quarterback is being that leader. And sometimes it's yes, the rah rah stuff. Sometimes it's oh, I'm the first one in every meeting. But sometimes it's just I'm the only one staying calm. You guys better chill out too. <laughs> like right. that's kind of how he played. I'm glad I liked him more than I. I did a few weeks ago and I like, I thought he has more quarterback to him and it's, it's getting better every week. So I think this Saturday will be big yeah, against yeah. Uh, UCLA. Yeah. You, that UCLA defense line will get after you. And yeah. uh, I mean, I think they've, they rank top five in the nation in terms of just pressures from the defensive line. So um, how should navigates that and handles that, that that'll be big. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, who uh, what else can we go with here? We can do you want us, We already talked about plenty with Bo Nix and Michael Penix. I know those guys are other guys that we talked about. Do you want to talk about Jane Daniels from LSU? I think we have it's, to, because yeah. Jane Daniels, man, he, I, it's funny. I liked him at Arizona state. I was like, this guy's kind too. of underrated. He, he's kind of like a, you know, a, 
sixth round version of you know uh trevor lawrence because he's yeah. he's a string bean long um you know can move the, and the all 20, of a sudden he goes to ls 21 or sorry i'm sorry to cut you off the 2022 class i uh I, I remember i first watched my first group of quarterbacks and i said the two quarterbacks that i'm liking more than the other guys right now are desmond ritter and Jaden mm. Daniels, like those were the two guys. You like that, those skinny yeah, guys. The, I know, right? <laughs> Some about the two hundred five. I think it's because right. I want to go back to that. I want to be a freshman in college again. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, D- Daniels, he he's two hundred five, two hundred seven. But I think scouts are happy with that because he was one eighty five as a junior oh, at so Arizona skinny. State, and so the fact that he's gotten much significantly bigger uh, is is good. I mean, he's still, you wish you were 215, 220. Yeah. That's just not his body type. But yeah, he he made, he took a big step last year at LSU, decides to come back, and I he's been so good this year. I mean, he leads, yes. it, 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 the, the Heisman conversation is interesting right now because Penix had a dud against Arizona State um, on Saturday, uh, the way J.J. McCarthy's been playing. But Jane Daniels, I he'd be a hard guy not to vote for right now. Um, he, he leads the nation in touchdown passes. He leads the nation in uh, plays of 10 plus yards, plays of 20 plus yards. Um, I mean, because he is a true dual threat guy. Yep. He will beat you with his arms, with his legs. He's a little crazy with his legs. I mean, you <laughs> wish so he took care, better care of himself. <laughs> the, it's like he the tries contact, to. It's like he's, he, he, he tries to go for like the craziest hit. He's yeah. like, how can I get hit the weirdest way? How can I show you how tough I am? Okay. <laughs> Linebacker's running. Okay. I'm going to play chicken with this linebacker. Uh, <sighs> I'm going to jump into him. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's crazy. But, you know, you respect it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the so the most 20 uh, yards or the most plays over 20 yards this year, Jane Daniels at 57. Second is Michael Penix with 42. He has 15 more plays of 20 plus yards this year <laughs> than anybody Washington else in the offense. country. It's <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And that part of it is that defense is so bad in yeah. L- at LSU that they they have to keep playing and running up the score and all that. But um, credit to, to to Daniels because he has gotten better and better from the yeah. pocket. Uh, just processing, staying composed, working the whole field. Yep. Um, I, I've been really, really impressed with Jane Daniels. And I I would not be surprised at all if he is the first senior quarterback drafted. Yeah. I I think that maybe a lot of people would be surprised by that who are, you know, Knicks or Penix fans. Yeah. Jane Daniels, um, I he will be ranked above those two for for several teams. I promise you. He the way he I, has been playing this year has been a lot of fun. Consider me one of those several teams because I, yep. I would have him over those guys too. I, yep. I, I yeah, he you and I both. Yeah, he knows how to win. Like, I, and what I mean knows how to win, I mean more just like out from the pocket, getting the ball out time, and then that's why the creation stuff comes in is because. He knows that's when he has to do it. It's not every mm-hmm. play he's running around doing all this stuff. It's just that okay, when it's time to go to creation mode, he he lets it all hang out, <laughs> and it's it's kind of fun. Um, but almost like a, I'm not saying one to one, but I was gonna say like a diet coke, skinny, tinier version of Jameis. I don't know, like you know, hmm. kind of just that craziness, like willingness to push the ball, can throw it accurate. No, so he's a pocket passer. I don't know. That's like the only way I can describe him. Okay, but I, yeah. I, I like him. I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I looked at him as more of a day three type last year. He was good, but how he's playing this year, yeah, yeah, I think he's in the thick of things with all these other guys because he's just playing good ball. He's even stat wise, you brought up the first down stats. Uh, he's second in success rates. So that's including all of those throws, and then he's first in EPA. Right. Yeah. So he's yeah he's doing all he can to win games for LSU right now, and he's he's doing some good stuff because he's 
we're talking about the recklessness and all the crazy stuff. He plays smart ball. Like he is a mm-hmm. good pocket passer and accurate and everything. He was even like that at Arizona State. That's why I liked him. So yeah, I'm glad I'm glad uh, I'm not just kind of like trying to seeing a couple throws and just kind of praise that up. So uh, I'll talk about should we, Quinn Ewers. Any thoughts on Ewers the last last month or so? We haven't hit him up in a couple of weeks, maybe. Yeah, and you know, I thought he made some nice throws against Houston. Yeah. Um, uh, the touchdown to uh, Mitchell was a great route and a good throw. Um, the the throw to Xavier Worthy, the touchdown was good because he that outside nice. of that Alabama game, he's been dreadful down the field. Um, but I, so he had a good game going. It was like until he checked he hurt. the box and he was like, "Never have to do it again." <laughs> right, right. It's, this isn't a quarterback running the forty yard dash. It's like right. you know, that's that's not how it works. Um, but you know, Quinn Quinn is tough because he is. there's he's clearly talented. This yes. isn't a talent issue. Um, it's just, I think he's a young player who it just, it seems frenetic at times yep. where I'm his right eyes right. are all over. Um, you know, it just, it makes things a little more difficult than they should be. Um, and I don't want to make it sound like he's had this bad year because he hasn't, it's been far more positive than negative. But when you talk about him as a potential first round pick, you know, this is where you nitpick and with him, it's just, it doesn't always feel composed and uh, you know, it's the deep ball stuff that now he's injured. And so we don't know when we're going to see him back on the field. Uh, That's, that's not encouraging for a player that you want to see more tape on. Um, And so the Quinn Ewers conversation right now is tough. You know, it's not, it's hard to have, at least for me, it's, it's hard to have a firm opinion that, Oh, he's definitely this or definitely that. Or like, I'm, I'm just not there with my evaluation on him. And look, I, I learned this a long time ago. It's okay to say that, you know, it this is. isn't, this is not April 25th where it's, you know, time to draft these guys. Yeah. This is October. It's not even Halloween yet. Right. It's okay to have an incomplete feeling about in about, especially a quarterback, yeah. but really any prospect. And that's where I'm at with Quinn Ewers. I, I like him. He's talented. Um, but in terms of understanding or having a great feel for what he's going to be at the next level, where he should be drafted, what his value is. I'm just not 100% there quite yet. I am so, like really nothing to add because that's literally what I was going to talk about. I was like, he can get hot and it looks just as good as anybody. It's He can make throws, right. but it's so inconsistent from drive to drive, from play to play. I, I've seen them repeat play calls, same coverage look, and he's going to two different reads. And that's, mm. that's, woo, woo, woo. you know, that's just scare. That's an alarm bell because that just means, you know, is he guessing? Is he just not seeing cleanly? Another guy. Yeah. And like you said, the injuries, but then he'll not, make a third down throw and reel you right back in. That's just right? the best. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's why I, I, even at the beginning of the year, I think I had him at four because I was just, I don't know. I'm interested in what he can do. And like he gets mm-hmm. in these high throws are sticking in my mind. I do think he has, like you said, he's played good ball this year or better than what I thought, but. Some of those bad mistakes, some of the inconsistencies reading the thing. He doesn't have overwhelming size, overwhelming, right. you know, athleticism that it's fine athleticism, but not overwhelming. So that's the mistake eraser. That's why so many times I bring up size and athleticism. I know you do too. I'm just explaining to people listening. Uh, but it's just that those are mistake erasers. That gets you out of harm's way. That lets you create when plays aren't going well, either your fault or the scheme's fault. So yeah, I, I just, I'm right. I'm inconclusive with him. He's one that for two years now, I or I would say a year and a half now, I just every day, every week, every time I watch him, I'm just like up and down with him. Just is how he plays. Right. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Riley Leonard was my QB3 going into the year. High ankle sprain, and he was kind of a NPC, non-playable character against Florida State, so that kind of didn't really get me much. He's another guy that I think should head back for another year. Um, yeah. I was liking what I was seeing, but still, I, I think he just needs time. But I don't think there's anything damning with him. I have more, again, yeah. another guy that I have more of a third-round grade on, but... I like it. Yeah. He's accurate and he's got a good athlete, but he needs another year, I think. I just, I, there, there's just not a lot of NFL throws on his film. Nope. Uh, the, the, especially this so year. So much quick um, game. It's like, right, exactly. Push it's, the ball. <laughs> and it's not that he can't do these things. Nope. It's just, That's you know, offense. show me his 10 best plays or his 10 best throws yep. and it's not going to stack up next to any of these other quarterbacks in this draft because it's just he's not asked to do that consistently. There's a and reason that me and you tweeted or used the same exact touchdown throw going into this year because that was like one of the right. few, one of the Against few North plays, yes, that you yeah. saw him push the ball. And it was like in the reds. It was like one of the few times he saw it because you're like, that, mm-hmm. there it is. Like, But again, yeah, you don't really see it with the offense. Sorry to cut you off, but I just thought I, it's just exactly – yeah. It's, so it's much part quicker. of that offense, yeah, right? It. And it's and it's no different than what we talked about with Caleb and Lincoln Riley's offense yep. or any of these things. You know, it, it, it's it is hard to take a guy out of a situation and say, okay, this is how he looks now, but in ours, this is why it's going to look a little different, or this is why I look the same, or whatever. It's it it is not a fail safe uh, type of you know equation to make. So it's it, it is it is tough, especially with a player like this who has talent. Clearly, he's tough Clear. as nails. You, you know the character stuff off the charts. The talent is there. It's yep. just yeah. What is he, can he consistently make those tight windowed throws when you need him to? Can he consistently bail you out of trouble yep. if you know you need to put the game on his back? Uh, you know, I'm just. It's hard to be there uh, quite yet uh, with him. And as a guy that was a basketball first player for so long, like most of his mm-hmm. life, it seems like, and then stumbled into, oh, I'm a college quarterback. Those guys, it's just like, sometimes they don't know what they don't know. So I'm sure right. he does, I, he's like, yeah, this is the offense I run. He doesn't even know that he wants to push the ball. That's just what I'm told to do. So again, I think if he does come back for another year, I'm excited to, uh, like, I, I think he'd be at the top for me, him and Shadur for the 2025 class. <laughs> I'm, I'm creating a storyline in my head. That that hasn't even happened yet. So like this guy, could, like he could come back after the high ankle sprain and just keep playing and be okay. But I, I just wanted to mention him as well because that's I think that's where I'm at with him. Any other guys that you want to throw in here? This will kind of wrap this up. I, I, I'm uh, glad we got I, we got through a lot. I'm pretty proud of us. We did. Yes, I know. Uh, <laughs> Carson Beck I, from Georgia oh, yeah. has been really good this year. Uh, well, I should about. say he's been getting better and better and better. He's got better uh, for a guy that really didn't have any experience coming into the year. And I, I was surprised that they, I mean, I, they don't have this you know, true stud at running back. They've got a good running back room, but they don't have that true stud they can Feels lean on at Georgia. <laughs> right. But, you know, he, but they've, they've asked him to throw it a, 
a lot. Um, and he's done a nice job. And like I said, every game you see him get more comfortable and push the ball downfield. Now, not having Brock Bowers uh, for here in a couple weeks, that will play a factor in how he performs. But uh, for the most part, Carson Beck has looked good. Um, I, my favorite um, maybe mid-round senior in this class is Michael Pratt from oh, Tulane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, big fan of Michael Pratt. He's I think a football he's just, player. Yeah, he, and he's a guy that could have – transferred and gone to a bigger school and i think the collective at tulane stepped up and made sure he stayed put but he's another he's a fourth year senior so he's another guy that have a decision he could take that covid year and maybe you know transfer somewhere else do the sam hartman type of deal uh or he could go to the nfl draft and i think he'd be somewhere in that third to fifth round range um but he's he's a guy that i don't you know i don't think he'll go in the first two rounds but he, he there's a lot of what he does that that i like that i think translates well to the next level yep i'm right there with you i think uh we talked about him a few uh, he had a game early in the season i think and i liked what he was doing and he was clean he cleaned up his, some of his timing he was a little quicker anticipating stuff another guy that kind of stumbled into playing quarterback these guys need mm-hmm. their reps and why i want to bring this up is that those reps are more valuable to the guy that has been playing the position since they're five years old you know, and that's right. been gone to camps every year and has a private quarterback coach in high school and has all this stuff. So those guys are kind of sort of maxed out while a guy like this, like a Pratt or, or, or Riley Leonard. It's, it's like, the Josh Allen factor. Yeah, A guy that didn't grow up going to those camps or, I mean, no. didn't have a Trent quarterback train or anything like that. And he just kept getting better and better and better because he had yes. not hit that ceiling. Yet. Every rep, they get more XP in the video game than a guy <laughs> that's already maxed out at, the, at those things. They don't get as much juice out of each rep that you get all those Madden drills that you're, you're running yeah. through. Um, but no, I like what, that. Uh, what about um, uh, Dylan Gabriel? Does he do anything for you? Uh, Oklahoma quarterback, former UCF really. quarterback. Not really fun, but yeah. not, not really. I think uh, he doesn't see the game that well. I don't think, I think he gets away with some of it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I like him though. Like, I mean, I'm not saying like, Oh, he's the worst player I've ever seen. I just, as an NFL prospect, I, I think he's more of like a fun run around day three guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's efficient. He's, yep. um, you know, like he, he doesn't have necessarily one thing that you point to and say, okay, that's, that's- going to get him over the top. You know, his yeah. size is okay. Uh, the arms. Okay. Uh, but you know he delivers a catchable ball. Mm-hmm. He, he's uh, you know he, the he way he plays. plays. Yep. Yeah. It's, you know, obviously against Texas, he made some plays when it counted most. So um, you know, I Oklahoma would be interesting down the stretch. You know, when they can he do it consistently for twelve games? You know, and, and play at this high level. So, um, but he's at least I'm a name that up. I think is has helped himself uh, with what he's done this year. It's there's so many of these senior quarterbacks. We didn't I haven't mentioned Sam Hartman or Cam Ward or, uh, you know, Tr- Jordan Travis of Florida state. Right. Um, you know, I, any of those guys that, you know, uh, you think are worthy of the mid round conversation or are these all just mid to late round type of players? I, I look at all those guys mid to late. Uh, yeah. Travis, I, I think is a lot of fun. He's another one of these guys. And I, I always say that term run around. And I think that, Yes, they might not be a dude as a true blue starter, but I don't think mm. I like them as I like that archetype as a backup. <laughs> I like right. I always say the Heineke type, like the guys that are smart enough to you know when stuff's in structure they can do enough, but then can they have that high variance play to make you you know if they have to start two games eke you out a win you know like because they run around they're smart they're tough they go in there they're going to play they're going to know the playbook so kind of group those guys all together as day three guys that's kind of 
my default yeah. grading, but that is also where I throw guys like Brock Purdy in, <laughs> and you know, and I'm like, see how that works out. But it's it's just kind of that archetype yeah. I looked at. We saw Iowa State Brock Purdy last night. And, oh yeah, we did Monday yeah, Night Football. Had. So uh, yeah. you just never know when that's going to creep up on you. I did uh, Barnwell's show, and he was asking. He's like, "What have you? Seen, would you watch him in college?" I was like, "I saw him every day at Shrine Week." And I'm telling you guys, if you saw him at Shrine Week, you would not right. be saying like, – you'd be like, how did he go to the seventh round? You'd be like, how did someone draft him? Right, <laughs> like, right. So uh, well, well, I mean, he was very close to going undrafted. I know, but so, that's what yeah. I'm saying. It's like even that. Right, right. Uh, no, yeah. but it's – yeah, you never know with situations and everything. But it, That is. Guys, Coaching matters. It uh, does. Situations matter. Uh, yes. You know – we're, ta- we're talking about some of these guys we like and we're saying some of the systems aren't conducive for them. Yeah. Or we don't know. if that's It matters so much. It, yeah. it is. I, all I know is this is not the last we'll be talking about these quarterbacks. This oh, is going to be goodness. a conversation we continue to have. Um, my my updated top 50 comes out next week. Yeah. And so I'm kind of navigating how many quarterbacks are going to make it. How, okay. you know, I, that, that's, that's, it's always tough when you include a quarterback in regular rankings because they're, they're just wait, the positions are weighted differently. You know, it, like, it's it, so hard. Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best player in the country, in my opinion, or the best prospect in this draft. But, mm-hmm. You know, quarterback like uh, Caleb or Drake, I mean, they impact the game more. So yeah. do they go above him? You know, it's always tough. Quarterbacks really shouldn't be in the same rankings as other They're positions, right. but you know, it is what it is. Um, it's, but it's yeah, a half so grade inflation. Can, it's like, it's that's why I always like, oh, you have a second right. round grade on him. Would you take him to first? Yeah. Then why do you have a second right. round grade on him? But it, well, it's, <laughs> it's how it works. It's how yeah. it works. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. I know. I know. I know that's some people are going to, uh, some people just can't wrap their heads around it, but it's how it goes. Uh, no, but thank you so much, Dane. This was a lot of fun we, we teased you guys last week with some offensive tackle talk you know just you know, for the junkies for that so let's get back to the, the pretty boys with the quarterbacks but thank you guys so much for joining us at prospects of pros we will be here every single wednesday and we'll see you guys next time this was the athletic football shows prospects to pros podcast